Hey, Peepedio. Beep, beep. Um, looks like you've been doing a, a good job um, on the social media. Beep, beep. Uh, the posts are looking good. Just, just want to give you a little bit of advice. You know, might, might want to start using more hashtags. Whoa, Peepedio. Okay, yeah, no, we, we, you, you know what you're doing. Yep, no, but we're just saying that maybe if you included some hashtags that. Okay, okay, settle down, buddy. Listen, we love, we love the work you're doing. At like, everything looks good. Everything looks great. Um, people. The likes, the comments. Zed Jukasa's following you now, PBDO. You're, you're, you're going places. But we're just saying. One note, maybe hashtag or two. All right, PBDO. Just open the open the cargo bay doors. Let's get and record this podcast, PBDO. We got to talk about Empire Strikes Back. Yahoo! <laughs> Yahoo! Oh, boy. Welcome to the Cargo Bay, a Star Wars conversation podcast being transmitted to you from a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. I'm Brady C. here with my co-host, Adam B. How's it going, BC? It is going good, man. We are going to be talking about, I mean, maybe the lamest Star Wars movie ever made. Yeah, that's our take. This movie is mega overrated. Oh, what a stinker! What a stinker! <laughs> that's how we're gonna get all of the traction on PBDO's social media accounts is by coming in with the hottest anti Empire Strikes Back takes today. That's right. That's right. But we, unlike some BC, we don't we don't have hot takes for clout. We're we're not about that that game. We'll no. be honest with you. We like this movie a lot. <laughs> Hot take. This movie's really good. <laughs> it's uh, effing awesome. Yeah, Do we it's... say the F word on this podcast? We don't, right? No. We should. <laughs> we should consider it, I think, just because it's. I use it a lot. Uh huh. Spoiler alert, dear listener. Sometimes. For the sake of this podcast, I censor some of my thoughts and words for you, uh-huh. so as not to offend people. But I don't know how many people are actually listening. So at this point, I'm kind of just like, eh, eh. <laughs> <laughs> See, that was a big censor. Normally, I would have just said it. I heard That's... I I listened to Rogue One, and I heard you had to do a beep on on an a word that you said. I did do a beep on the A word, and while I, it made sense at the time, when I listened back, I was like, you know what? I think probably could have left the A word in. It would be funny if one of our three listeners was a child. <laughs> what? Mommy? Daddy? I've been listening to the Cargo Bay podcast, and they said You've the been word, what? <laughs> it's a podcast with two guys who use the A word. <gasps> Mother, get the whip. <laughs> Not again. Not again. You will whip our child, Mother. Oh, what has he done? Is it the A word again? Oh, no. Podcasts? <laughs> Not podcasts. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, shout out to our little child listener out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you think he has a broom, BC? No, oh, it's definitely a broom kid. Thousand percent. 
I mean, it could also be Zet Jukasa. You never know. Yeah. (laughs) Forever young, Zet (laughs) Jukasa. Gone too soon. Well, uh, up here in the the cold cockles of space, um, it's it's nice to be warm by this nostalgic flick here, BC. It's been nice going through the original trilogy. As much as I love the prequels and the Star Wars stories, it is, uh, even though I've seen these movies literally hundreds of times, it's usually more exciting to rewatch one of these than it is um, one of the others for, for myself. Yeah, so much better. <laughs> it's crazy how much better they are. And I and it's not to foreshadow too much, but I'm not super stoked about where we're going after the original trilogy. Um so that'll be a slog of sorts. I'm, I'm looking forward to going back through it, BC, because I don't think I've seen, you know, the the sequel trilogy in full. Since Rise of Skywalker came out, I would have watched episode seven and eight leading up to it. I don't think I've watched all the way through Rise of Skywalker since I walked out of the movie theater the second time I saw it and was just like, mm. but uh, we'll save that for another day uh-huh. because today we have got on the cargo bay, the Empire Strikes Back. Quick programming alert, we are going to spoil one of the greatest spoilers of all time That's um, right. in the history of cinema, probably. Uh-huh. I mean, just in terms of a spoiler, it's the daddy of them all. Ding! Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, that, was, that was weird. Ding. Brady just squeezed his earlobe when he made that. <laughs> ding! Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so... You've been warned. Spoilers. Uh, Also, if you're interested in the Hobby Talk, check out the Hobby Talk episodes on our feed. We talk about top Star Wars trading cards. That's right, BC. We've got a weekly Hobby Talk coming out, date released on the same day we record. Boom, so the news is fresh, baby. That's right. We want to keep you up to date with all these pre-sale prices, so you can hop on those sweet deals uh as soon as they're available to you um so check that out also social media plugs check us out on social media yeah at the cargo bay pod if you can't find at the cargo bay pod we're not there but we are on instagram we're on twitter we've got a youtube we have a youtube we'd really love it if you would we'd really love it if you would uh, subscribe to us so that we can get that cargo bay pod handle at some point yeah yeah i think we're i think we're just 20 20 subs away from getting that custom url watch out youtube superstars here comes the cargo bay i hear once you hit 100 subscribers you start making lots of money on youtube i think it's immediate immediate money then you can basically retire and buy a yacht so i think we'll be good soon uh so that's that's all of our general housekeeping out of the way Let's get, get into the here. freaking Empire Strikes Back, baby. Um, oh, so, gonna... oh, you're going to do a thing? Yeah, it's going to do a very long thing. Oh, okay, go for <laughs> no, it. No, we're good. Go ahead. No, it sounded like there was a noise that I was very titillated by, so if you could just go back to it. <laughs> <laughs> Dom. 
There, there was. All right, nailed it. Okay, good. Uh, yeah, so Empire Strikes Back. Now, typically what we do is we talk a little bit about first memories, and I do want to get to that in a second. But I want to throw you a curveball today. Um, and then you talked about a little bit about enjoying going back to the, the OT, but particularly going into the rewatch for this. What was, like, your mindset of going into Empire Strikes Back for, for like, the cargo bay reaction pods? Like, where were you at in terms of, like, level of excitement? Or was it just like, oh, it's a thing I got to do? Or was it like, I still get to watch Empire? So I, I watched it probably two weeks ago with Figaro. And she's not super familiar with, you know, Star Wars hasn't watched them a ton. So that that was exciting just because uh, we had rolled out a episode four. And I was like, wait until you get a load of this, you know. Um, <laughs> and that was great. And um, and then so I watched it again last night, um, basically with you, BC. Yep. And so I, I was just watching it because I was in a good mood to watch it and be like, man, wasn't that part cool? <laughs> hey, hey, BC, wasn't that part cool? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'm I'm always excited to watch this movie um, because I have a terrible memory. And so it is a gift in some ways that I can rewatch the same thing 900 times and be like, wow, look at that. Yeah, my memory is also pretty trash at this point <laughs> for various reasons. Um, but it is. I do always like rewatching these movies because there is always something that, like, obviously I've seen it, but I've forgotten certain things. So it's always nice to be like, oh, I forgot about that thing. Or there's this line that I've heard a hundred times, but am just now hearing for the first time. Um, and when it's a movie that's like this good, it's a joy to go back to. So that is like was... every, every inch of the thing uh, has like love in it somewhere. Like I, one of the things I, I realized the most recently was I was doing, you know, slow motion playback of them shooting, you know, uh, Stormtrooper blasters, uh, E-11s. And and the, the, the guns have a mechanical like kick on them. They have a mechanic like the the rifles move around when they pull the trigger. It's like uh, it's like the, the barrel comes out just a little bit and it kicks back like it was like, oh, wow, I'd never noticed that about that prop. That's awesome. What a what a fantastic movie! Unless that was some digital trickery, George. That would be <laughs> that would be money not well spent. I would argue. No, uh, no, it's so <laughs> subtle, um, yeah. but it must have felt cool oh, for the for, actors. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And yeah, having something that actually does something is makes your job as a stormtrooper number seventy two like that much better. Um, <laughs> it's hard to to shoot off target convincingly. But uh, BC, do you remember seeing this movie for the first time? Yes, kind. I mean, no, because my memory is garbage. But yes, I still remember some of my initial reactions to it. And this is, it's interesting because it, to me, and again, it's the fog of memory at this point, but it's the VHS off of like a USA Network airing of all of the movies that was sort of like right around the same time. As I feel like I would have seen New Hope, I would have seen Empire and Return of the Jedi. And in my mind, there's no difference in when that happens. I couldn't tell you right. if it was the same day, different day, whatever. But in my memory, it's all sort of like compressed to an event, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and this one definitely hit hit me as a kid as like, this is this is scary, and <laughs> this is not what I was expecting after the first one. Cause you get the, 
the most giant spoiler alert warning of all time, Darth Vader is Luke Skywalker's father reveal. And I, I was like, I remember being like, what? And this is, this is so weird because I watched, I was watching a behind the scenes documentary of where George Lucas was talking about like the production of Empire Strikes Back. And he was like, I brought in a psychologist to ask what effect revealing that Darth Vader was Luke Skywalker's father would have on kids. <laughs> like yeah. he, And psychologists were like, listen, one of two things is going to happen. Either they'll be old enough to understand it, or they're not going to believe it. And Lucas was like, I'm okay with either one of those. I was definitely <laughs> in the I don't believe it camp. Yeah. Like, and it's, it's weird because I have such a specific memory in my mind. And this is something that's very clear to me, which is strange. You know Dak? Yeah, of course. I in my mind, I equated that to dad for some reason. <laughs> and I, I'm telling you it had to have been disbelief, which is to, like a total child psychology thing where it's like, I don't believe that. He was writing in in the snowspeeder with his dad. Dak. <laughs> who was awesome. who was Dak. And I was like, no, that was his dad. And I'm pretty sure it was my dad who was like, no, Darth Vader is his father. And I was like, no, dad, dad was in the backseat of the snowspeeder. No, no, no. Um, That's amazing, BC. I would love, I would love like a misprint card of a a Dak Tops card that just says dad. Yeah, Yeah. Luke Skywalker's father. But it, that that is one of the most clear things that I remember because I was like, no, that was his dad. His dad was in the <laughs> snowspeeder. And then I was like, no, his dad is Darth Vader. I was like, oh, well, that's traumatizing <laughs> and dark and a twist that I was not expecting at, you know, seven years old or whatever. That's I I don't have super clear memories of this. I I do of episode four. I remember watching that, and this would have been shortly after I would we would have rented Empire. What I mostly remember is getting in trouble playing Dark Forces, um, and not getting to see Return of the Jedi for a few days or maybe even a week, and that was a big deal because this was probably the darkest movie I had seen you know in my life at that point because I was three or four um, <laughs> yeah. I was, you know a tiny little child i had definitely never seen um people's limbs cut off before watching star wars movies definitely not my hero's <laughs> limb being cut off um and, and also you know han disappearing it's a it it's a real it's a real dark movie if you're a pg kiddo you know? it's a very dark movie if you're a pg kiddo um that is for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the biggest overall impression I had was the tone of it and it just being, because then this will be a quick spoiler for our next, you know, podcast I record. Return of the Jedi was such a triumphant, like, return yeah, to, yeah. like, thank God, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It's like, whoo, dodged a bullet there. Our hero still has his hand and, uh, you know, he's coming back to beat the bad guys because uh, this one as a kid does not leave you in a happy place and if you no. think about walking out of the movie theater as a kid in 1980 and oh, having to man. wait three years before return of the jedi wow. you're just kind of like 
What just uh, happened? I'll see this on the other side of puberty, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it was, yeah, definitely a, a, it's not a big departure from New Hope, but the tone of it definitely takes a shift that is a big left turn from what you get in New Hope. Yeah. Which is like celebration, medals, happy endings. Because, you know, Strikes Back was not guaranteed at that point. So you put a nice bow on New Hope, and then it's like, oh, we got money. We can do we can do more of this. Let's really turn the screw on the second one. Like, yeah, the, that that extra budget, maybe. I mean, we'll talk about it. But what, what did the, the critics have to say about this thing when it was coming out? BC. Excellent question. When it was coming out, so I've got dueling New York Times reviews from Ooh. 1980. Now, the the first one is from Janet Maslin, who we encountered as a a joyous fan of Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace in one of her, I believe, one of the last reviews, um, or last the last Star Wars review for sure that she did. Um, but it was her last year at the New York Times reviewing movies was in '99. Wow. Um, for Phantom Menace. So this, I believe, is her first one, because it's the first one I found. And I, I love her review. Here's what Janet Maslin had to say on May 21st, 1980. If George Lucas makes good on his promise to turn Star Wars into a parade of nine films and spend several years on the making of each of them, we all may be pretty long in the tooth before this story gets told. However, on the evidence of The Empire Strikes Back, we won't be bored. The Empire Strikes Back is very much a sequel, which is to say that it expands on the first film, but never outstrips it, and that it can't stand alone. But on its own terms, it's a success, because Star Wars was such an uncommonly hard act to follow, it's no small wonder that the first film has been followed at all. Good uh, good thinking there, Janet. Shouts yeah. to Janet. <laughs> Really, uh, it's a pretty future-proof um, review there. It's <laughs> kind of wild when you read it. And you're like, <laughs> yeah. "Oh wow, Janet gets it!" Like from yeah. the from the drop. <laughs> yeah, I love it. No wonder she was excited for episode one. She's been she's been waiting for this parade to continue. Yeah, <laughs> she's since, like, since come 1980. On. She's like, bring the parade of movies on. Now, this is a really interesting thing to me, BC, because I've heard other people talk about it. Like, what did you do before you had VHS? You know, and I've heard people say like, well, you know, eventually it would run on TV very rarely years later. And before that, so, you know, a theater might just throw it back up again. Right. Um, so there were chances to see episode four more than other movies uh, mm -hmm. at the time. But still... Very likely, also, there were a ton of kids who hadn't seen Star Wars in three years and get dropped right back into this, which is, as Janet says, decidedly a sequel. Yeah. Um, and I think, too, obviously, to the benefit of the saga, it, it's not like, hey, we're here's a standalone film. Let's catch you up. Um, but it is it is amazing to think about it when you couldn't have just been like, hmm, let me refresh my episode four knowledge before I go into the theater here. <laughs> Let me just hop on to Disney Plus and uh, watch this a few <laughs> times and get caught up. What's Disney Plus? Don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> yeah, so good job, Janet Maslin. And now we're also going to get Vincent Canby, who reviewed A New Hope for us in our, our last episode uh, in June 
of 1980. So, just like three weeks later, we're <laughs> which getting is wild, amazing. which is wild, right? I saw Janet's review and I did not approve. I had some things that I needed to get off my chest, <laughs> so I said, "I'll review it myself." I, Vincent Canby, expert <laughs> film reviewer. <laughs> Here, here is Vincent's review. Um, the Empire Strikes Back is not a truly terrible movie. It's <laughs> an amazing start. Great, great opening line. It's a nice movie. It's not by any means as nice as Star Wars. <laughs> I do, I do like the idea that this, this is this is someone who doesn't know many words, but, but thinks that they're very fancy. Nice, good, not bad. bad. It's good, <laughs> very good, <laughs> but not as good as. So sorry. I'll, let me just. I'll chug through this thing. After this. <laughs> It's not a truly terrible movie. It's a nice movie. It's not by any means as nice as Star Wars. It's not as fresh and funny and surprising and and witty. But it is nice and inoffensive and, in a way that no one associated with it need be ashamed of, it is also silly. Attending to it is a lot like reading the middle of a comic book. It is amusing and fitful patches, but you're likely to find more beauty, suspense, discipline, craft, and art when watching a New York Harbor pilot bring bring the Queen Elizabeth II, Queen Elizabeth II, what do you call a ship? Is it two or the same? Let's go with two. It's funny. (laughs) (laughs) When watching a New York Harbor pilot bring the Queen Elizabeth II into her Hudson River berth. Which is what the Empire Strikes Back mostly reminds me of. <laughs> it's a big, expensive, time-consuming, essentially mechanical operation. Fuck uh, you, Vincent Canby! <laughs> <laughs> I say I'm a big fan of Vincent Canby. I would read his reviews of every movie. Um, like, I love this review. I think it's... it's speaking of silly, <laughs> this, is like, <laughs> this is a very silly review. <laughs> Um, just so you know, I am a film critic, and what this film mostly reminds me of is watching someone pilot a boat down the Hudson River berth. <laughs> Let me get my thesaurus so I can find some more adjectives for it. Oh, Do not yes. like. <laughs> <laughs> this is an amazing review. I mean, it, it is wild to imagine, because to me... The spectacle of this movie should just blow everybody out of the water in 1980, right? Like I've seen other sci-fi movies from the era. This looks. It looks. <laughs> this movie looks so good. It looks incredible. It's a phenomenal uh, thing to watch and behold. So to come away and be like that was mechanical and non-emotional. When you also have John Williams uh, in here and like some serious family drama is it seems like a a wild take to me. But, you know, uh, I don't I don't imagine Vincent Canby is a Star Wars kind of feller. I'm getting the definite sense that Vincent Canby is not a Star Wars feller, Um, especially (laughs) with this. It is amusing in fitful patches. Wow. Fitful patches. Vincent, come on, man. Were you watching? Were you paying attention? Every oh, this movie from front to back works for me. But that yeah. you know, I'm, I'm like you know, we're in the bag for Star Wars, but bits and patches. He's clearly 
He seems like a curmudgeon. Vincent Canby. I'm actually going to look up a picture Someone of Vincent is, Canby. I think, operating on a gonk droid next door. Yeah, I was about to say, is um, is your serial killer neighbor dismembering a body out there? What's happening? <laughs> uh, this is the way it's going to be, BC. I will edit this out to the best of my ability, but y'all may hear some uh, robo-surgery over there. It's Thundercat doing some mods on Cobb Vant next door. <laughs> I'm just laughing at this man's face. I really shouldn't. That's... I'm unsurprised that this man does not like Star Wars. <laughs> Shout out to I, Vincent I really Candy. do. I do love that review. I would love more reviews to read exactly like that. Here's a review of Star Wars. Actually, let me tell you about a riverboat. <laughs> you know what I, I really enjoy ship. watching? You know what I really enjoy watching? Is uh, ships being pulled into harbor. <laughs> that and watching movies. And I compare my movies to ships being pulled into the harbor. Those are the things I love. Well, VC, let's let's pull this ship into the station where we balance the force. VC, every week on the cargo bay, we attempt to talk equal parts, good and bad, about a piece of Star Wars media. Yep. Um, we call this balancing the force. Uh, this might be a little more difficult than usual um, to get the ratio of good to bad right. Listen, I've got an ace up my sleeve for the dark side that's going to balance this thing perfectly. So don't worry. I think we can heap a lot of light side, and then I'll just I'll I'll drop that ace up my sleeve. That's just the darkest. It's a, the darkest piece of dark side energy that I've ever dropped before. All right, I'm ready for it, BC. I'm happy for it uh, because I I don't have as much on my dark side. Um, but it can it can I start with the dark side? Just to just to make sure, um, I'm I'm looking at this with the appropriate critical eye. Here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Pilot Zev, it starts out as Rogue Two for some reason. Rogue <sighs> Two is Wedge. <laughs> this has confused the canon somewhat for years. Why are you Rogue Two for a minute, Zev? Um, but <laughs> another I mean, talk a, about, side note. Talk side about note. dark side. Woof, man, you're really coming hard for him. <laughs> I told you, VC. I, Take I, that I, I needed to back. Need to start it out proving I can be critical. Yeah. Um, what are you yeah. doing, Zev? But also, Zev, great performance, man. Look great he, in that cockpit. He does so good. He does so good. <laughs> um, we just got to sprinkle the lights, like, because it's going to get dark in here. Um, you know, maybe it's a snowspeeder thing. Maybe he got first in line. If you're if you're piloting a snowspeeder, and he signed up first, and he was like, "Screw you, Wedge. I'm Rogue Two because we get to sign up for new names now that we're in Snowspeeders." And I always wanted to be Rogue Two, and you can eat a butt, Wedge. That could be it. That could be it, BC. Or maybe the the call sign is tied to the vehicle itself. Interesting. He, um, hopped, he hopped in Rogue Two and was like, "Guess what? Yeah, I'm Rogue Two now, baby." Yeah, maybe they were rotating on a on a rotating service wheel because you know Red Five has the five stripes on that that X wing, baby. Um, all right. Anyway, there's there's my out of the Ooh. gate swinging hard BC. Ooh. What you got for us? Oh, I'll bring some dark side energy like you wouldn't believe. I think that back to diaper looks weird. <laughs> the back to diaper is very thick. <laughs> it's a big... yeah, very preventative. 
I think what they should have done is, you, you know, take two CPAP masks and just taped them on either side <laughs> with some tubes coming out. That's more believable, I think. Uh, yeah. You don't uh, want to poison that Bacto with a cloth diaper that's full of dookie. No, you sure don't. Um, that Bacta, it's got the healing powers. You don't want to soil on that. Um, so yeah, I mean, talk about dark side. Ooh, boy, we have been laying it on thick so far. I think that's right. To, I think we're gonna have to balance it out now. We're gonna have to do a lot of balancing to balance out those dark side points, BC. So I'll um, I'll start. I'll start this off. Oh yeah. Uh, BC. I'm just gonna because we got a lot to talk to about. A lot to talk about. I'd say we just go ahead and admit that the cast of this movie is pretty good. Amazing cast. Pretty good cast. The cast, the cast brings it. <laughs> um, major light sides to, to all of our OT heroes. Harrison Ford is firing yeah. on all cylinders as a movie star in this movie. Man. Mark Hamill ripped, jacked. He's looking yeah, good. Yeah, it's amazing. I don't think there's enough, to, because I know Mark Hamill is not like a big, I'm an exercise fanatic kind of guy. I read something that he was like doing yoga at this point in time or whatever. But man, those those triceps are, are his arms popping. are sh- His arms are <laughs> shredded, dude. Yeah, um, <laughs> looks awesome. <laughs> yeah, he looks really good. Um, I think this is probably my favorite Carrie Fisher look. And yeah, I really yeah. love her performance in this. Yeah, I, that was something I... I was reminded i think because part well never mind this is this will derail us stay let's stay where we are stay okay so we'll keep we'll keep going down the cast rabbit hole uh we get the introduction of frank oz as yoda uh-huh bringing some sweet sweet fire and we'll talk we can talk more yoda later but let's just keep heaping praise of light side energy upon the cast james earl jones yeah. really getting to really getting to vader in this movie in a way that he didn't get to vader in a new hope the voice work and uh, Dave Prowse as Vader in the costume. Great Vader movie. Everything about yeah. Vader rules. Billy D. Williams. Billy D. We're diversifying a smidge. Um, <laughs> so I, you know, some in, response to the criticism. Yeah, of, starting uh, to move why in the is right it only direction. White people in space. Yeah, I mean, still the rebellion. I believe is a whites only kind of crowd, <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> We get Billy D, who just brings some like suave, sexy, fun, scamp, scoundrel energy. Uh, yeah, amazing, amazing job by everyone in this movie. Yeah, at, like was, working at the top, top level of their game. I, there's just something different about it too than you know recent movies I, I've watched. Like I don't know if it's that they're all on a real set. Um what what all the combination of things but it, this very very clearly the industry was different. Like for one, you couldn't take your huge stars and be like, welcome to Hop and it's a real place. Get out in the snow, y'all. <laughs> like go go almost freeze to death, um Mark Hamill and Harrison Ford. Like that's not that's not happening in a movie today. Like I feel like um, unless you've got the actors really like on board, like, yeah, we want to do this. Like if it's Tom Cruise or whatever, um, it's I'm, a self-produced movie. I'm gritty and I want to try to win an Oscar so I can, pr- you know, do promotion for the movie. Like I almost died in the cold for this. <laughs> well, see, I think that's a different kind of movie. I guess what I mean is you're not seeing, this has a different quality than recent like Marvel movies I've seen. Oh yeah. Um, where it's just like, this feels a little bit edgier. Um, just in like the quality of the thing um, um, the quality of this is 
it's true cinema. We're living in a completely different age now. Um, I want to I want to shout out a light side piggybacking off of that. Off is awesome. I was yeah. always kind of I felt like no pun lukewarm on Hoth. Uh, this most recent rewatch, I was like, Hoth is dope. And there's a lot of cool stuff that happens in the whole thing. Um, one, it looks amazing. This is another sort of just the the first act in general. Hoth is like ha- a half hour, right? Like, yeah. it's the it's full first act of the movie. Uh, the probe droid coming in is menacing in the very beginning. And, like, yeah. seeing it rise, I was like, oh, that's kind of, it does set a tone if you're a kid of, menace is coming in this movie like good job filmmakers you set the tone of things maybe aren't going to be as happy as usual man that shot when they when they the droid comes up and it's making that noise and then you cut into the rebel base and they're hearing the noise yeah. like through a filter ah it's great sick uh and then right after pro droid wampa smacking our hero right in his <laughs> dome i was like whoa uh, again, foreshadowing for the danger to come in this movie. Um, the rebel base hangar oh. the, is probably, oh, so I mean, cool. to this date out of everything we've watched is my favorite set I've seen. Awesome. It looks like you've got X-Wings in the foreground. You see the Millennium Falcon in the background, like tons of extras, all white doing busy work. Um, <laughs> like, but just the scope of that set and the like the energy that it has is mwah, chef's kiss just yeah. looks amazing and like it you get a real feel for like a rebel base in this movie like you you start to get the sense of the rebellion as this organized unit um i mean you get a little bit of it in a new hope kind of at the end i feel like but this is like the everyday the ins and outs the hubbub like the comings and goings like we're checking in you know You've got to be in before you freeze to death. Like, that yeah, there's a routine to the base, I think, is really cool. It's such a good a good secret base, and I and I love that it's... To keep it secret, they have to be on the edge of death. So <laughs> that's so inhospitable. But also, again, the scale of the universe, uh, Star Wars is still big at this point in time. So yeah, I love that, that it's like, we, we're on a planet, and it's going to take them a while to find us. They even are gonna, though they're, they're out looking around, because we're be... in the universe. Yeah, they're going to be looking, and it's going to be hard to find us. Um, yeah, Leia's look, I've already mentioned this, but her Hoth look, love it. Right. I think i think people wear that look now. If she had a North face on her little jacket, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, there's, oh, and then just in general, I noticed this. The And it, to me, it's a reflection of the writing. That's, that's just right out of the gate. There's a subtlety and subtext between all of the characters because we've got the built-in familiarity from Star Wars now, right? So going in, I think the, the review to a degree is right. Like it, it does have to stand off of Star Wars, so it doesn't, it doesn't just sit alone as a solo thing, but it builds off of that so well in the relationships like right off the bat. Everything Luke and Han, like, just being They're on patrol. They're buddies now. Yeah. You can tell. Yeah. Like, immediately it's in there. Um, Han and Leia is, like, the relationship that's starting to happen there. Um, uh-huh. e- like, even even 3PO and R2-D2 and their relationship to everyone else, like, it's, there's so much more texture, it feels like, 
between these characters now because we've got something that's been built before us and then also the passage of time is kind of feels built into the relationships too like yeah time has yeah. passed and those bonds have strengthened and that comes through in both the dialogue and the performance which i think is really good and yeah, again, i'd like to Maybe just to to make it more concise, throw a light side over to Irving Kirshner um, directing this thing. Uh, good call, George. Big fat light side for Irving Kirshner, former film professor for for George Lucas at USC. Um, does an amazing job. Uh, yeah, and clearly getting better stuff out of the actors. Um, oh. And then also, um, to give George some credit, the actors have to take it seriously now because they know Star Wars was the biggest movie ever. They're like, oh, they, right, this is going to be seen by the world. Yeah, <laughs> we we can't be, you know, goofing off on the director after every take. Um, <laughs> we're in the real deal now. Yeah, a, amazing move. And the Kirshner light side is going to lead me to another big light side for me. Producer George. Yeah, yeah. The and you know, we we had some some good and some bad with George in in A New Hope. This one I think so what what wisdom to say I'm going to step out of this role for what is going to be the biggest movie that I've ever made. Ever had anything to do with I'm not going to direct it. That's, yeah. I mean, that it takes like guts to do it. One, because I, think. I know there's, you know, obviously there's equal control or can be in producing and, uh, you know, money, he's fine. But yeah. <laughs> like, it, I, at least for me, there is a thing of like, I was the director, I directed this film where that's like, yeah, that's the cool guy thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, that's a, and so yeah, to just call up your old professor from <laughs> USC and be like, I think you'd be, you'd probably do a better job than me at this. Um, I gotta he, focus on spending all this money. And he's totally correctly. right. He's totally right too. Cause like, yeah, because that's the thing he's financing the movie, right? Like that's, that's such a big part of, Lucasfilm and the history of Star Wars is that like I am financially invested in the success of this movie so I know that someone can better serve this story than I can and that's a, a huge thing to do um, and also just piggybacking on the, the money thing this movie clearly was given time and money which yeah. are two things that make any artistic endeavor just freaking sing baby <laughs> if you if you want something to be good give an artist time and money and george did that and the results are clear in this movie it is yeah. it is undeniable how good this movie looks and that's a, i think a direct result of george lucas's production it's pretty pretty awesome that, you know, as a producer, as like an artistic visionary, George understood, let's take this Macquarie painting and just build it. Like, let's spend the money doing that. <laughs> let's like, let's make this huge set where we can have Chewbacca yelling down at Han a mile away, like off the side of the Falcon. Like, I don't know. Uh, it's a beautiful thing, man, to see like models that people were paid well to make. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it looks amazing um but hold on i'm 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 just overwhelmed with light side energy i feel like we just went on like a a sneaky bender of light side energy so oh, i think that was just one or two but yeah i can yeah. see why you feel that <laughs>
I, I, because I was, I feel, I was like, oh, there's so much good stuff coming out of me. I want to, let's, let's throw some dark. Are you ready for this? Yeah. It's a callback to A New Hope. Luke is still horny for his sister. <laughs> and the kiss, the kiss has a, a, just a beautiful link of saliva between brother oh, and does. sister. Watch the shot, man. It's so gross. Knowing what we know now. But like uh-huh. you watch the kiss and it's a link of saliva between the two of them. And then he just lays back all smug. Oh, like, George George did him woo. so dirty because he plays the scene really well. Mark Hamill plays the scene oh. perfectly for this is not my sister. <laughs> like yes. and my, my friend who likes her is watching. Like, <laughs> like he plays it like, haha, I got you rebel scoundrel mr bad boy who was definitely <laughs> used to getting the girl and i'm just the guy who just got out of the diaper in the back of the tank um yeah he's so smug he's so like ooh, i just i just smooched my next girlfriend and you're just like actually that's that's your sister but i'm don't worry about it and you're like come on man like you can't just i don't i mean clearly the decision hadn't been made right at this point but At least he didn't we know. We have special editions, BC. We got the special editions. We could probably find a way to work around this, you know? Like, yes, it's iconic, but so is a lot of the other stuff you cut out of the movie. So I... Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 the saliva and the reaction that just kind of you go, oh, still, yep. still pretty rough on the incest front in Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> It's the definite dark side incest. (laughs) Incest, yeah. Um, Dark side. We've already talked about this a little bit, but just specifically, I want to make sure it's clear. One of my biggest light side points is just visual design. Uh, It's phenomenal. Like, you see the snow speeder. It looks as cool as an X-Wing. Like, how did did they keep pumping out the best-looking sci-fi stuff ever made? I don't know. They had a lot of money, and they did it. (laughs) Everything looks amazing. Uh, from a ve- the vehicles and tech of this film, yeah, um, it, and uh, yeah, I think this is a point we'll keep coming back to as we kind of progress through some of this other stuff too. But um, again, everything about this, minus the incest and the back to diaper, um, up to this point, I think just look amazing. Yeah, right. the 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 uh, asteroid chase. Oh yeah, is incredible the the way the tie fighters are bouncing around and exploding off of stuff like the the kinetic energy that the ships in motion have like it's just something you you have i haven't experienced in cg that often i have where it's like oh man if that thing hits that wall it's gonna shatter <laughs> yeah. it's like something if that thing real hits going that to wall break. it will clip through it unless yeah. they add an explosion <laughs> um uh, Yes, yeah, so I mean, so Hoff Act One, going into Act Two, we've got we've got all the the chase, right? A lot of that is is the Han, the Falcon crew, you know, escaping, um, doing cool maneuvers, and then additionally, we get big time light side for me, the introduction of Yoda on Dagobah, the Dagobah sequence, I love yeah, it. It's crash fantastic. landing. Great intro. Everything about Dagobah, I love. From Funny Yoda, we were talking about this last night, Funny Yoda is amazing. And is an Irving Kirshner thing. Whereas, like, he told Frank Oz to, like, 
just play. Like, just go in and, like, mess with his stuff. And it, it's not in the script. He's like, if that's not in the script, I just told him to improvise and, like, you know, be goofy. And it totally works. But one, it's it's funny. Like, as yeah. a kid, it's funny to see this little green thing, like, chucking stuff over his shoulder and just laughing like a maniac. <laughs> Eating taquitos. <laughs> yeah. But it also sets up the reveal that, like, oh, yeah, I'm an ancient wise Jedi master. And you should treat little weird aliens with more respect, you dummy. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, asshole. Yeah, because Luke's just I'm not like, bleeping hey, that one. What a, yeah, <laughs> leave it in. Um, <laughs> you might you might want to cut out my F, Vincent Candy, because that was pretty forceful earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Note taken. <laughs> um, <laughs> but leave the discussion of cutting it out in. <laughs> I'll cut uh, this and move that in front of you. Yeah, yeah, okay, good, yeah. That sounds good. Um, but yeah, Yoda on Dagobah, the, when you when you do get the reveal, like that puppet transforms. The, the, the performance of Frank Oz and the puppetry work of, of the design of the puppet, the performance of the puppet is astounding. Considering yeah. they're like, yeah, we're just going to have to CGI all this. I'm like, no, you don't. Did you not watch Empire Strikes Back? That dude transforms a puppet from, like, it, like some of the looks, some of the tones, like, the range. The range of the puppet is better than the, the crappy-looking CGI. One man's oh, yeah. opinion. Mine. But it looks so, like, you get, it's so much more felt. Like, you feel those emotions. You feel... Like, the sadness, the anger, the disappointment, like, the humor, um, like, the wisdom, all of that's in there. And it's just a guy with a puppet. Yeah, yeah. But it it really is incredible to watch. <laughs> yeah, because the fact that it had the range to be sunny, like, happy, funny Yoda, even though they didn't know that was coming, really, like, is pretty wild. Is it, he looks great as both. And, and I think Yoda... Yoda would be a much less interesting and loved character if it didn't open with like, <laughs> like yeah. I'm, I'm s- screwing with you, <laughs> messing with you. I am, um, yeah. And it, you know, I think a lot of people, you know, there must be a thousand zillion people who work as CG artists because when you look at credits for the movies, oh, it looks God. like, you know, it's huge. But I, I think a lot of those people would agree, like CG is best in support of a little bit of practical effect here and there. Um, that's why Dennis Villeneuve, Villeneuve, <laughs> why his movies look so good. He's Denis really v- great at Denis Villeneuve. <laughs> Denis Villeneuve. He's, uh, <laughs> he's really good at mixing those elements. But yeah, when he got full CG Yoda, man, ugh, it is not this. No, uh, and it's it's nice watching this without, because I, I said this to you last time, I was like, it's, it's nice to watch this without prequel Yoda in mind at all. Yeah. Like, yeah. The, this is our first introduction to Yoda, and you don't have to worry about, like, yeah, it turns out the Jedi Council was a bunch of idiots during the Yoda prequel trilogy. Yoda was kind of an idiot. And he looked like a crappy CGI monster um, <laughs> doing 360 spins and, you know, really being jacked for a new generation. If and you his take... speech... Oh, his speech doesn't make any sense. In this, it's so it frustrating. Does. Yeah, it's like he is trying to clearly communicate in this. and Whereas he feels like he's purposefully obscuring things in the prequels with this speech, you know? <laughs> like he's... Like trying to put wisdom into 
into things. And it's like, no, here he's very clearly trying to directly communicate. Like, he's not speaking in riddles. Yeah. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's, uh, he makes a little more sense in this. And he's, he's a lot more interesting as a character when you don't have to worry about all of the prequel backlog of stuff that you've got with him. It's just like, we're introduced to this strange creature on a strange planet, and he turns out to have a, just a world of like information and knowledge and you know just like wisdom and and wit inside of him and you're like oh yeah that's a really interesting character and then it's just a guy underground with a puppet on his hand you know what i mean so and and people working obviously like animatronics and stuff but um yeah huge huge light side is og yoda for me shout out to the yodes yeah um i i um I think we should go ahead and bring out the the John Williams oh, as a light side BC baby. because it really, really to me when it really stood out the most is you got the shot of Yoda lifting the X wing, you know, out of the swamp, and like that's a great looking shot. Don't get me wrong, but it is a slow shot with cuts of just like a piece of hardware slowly moving across the screen, right? And and in all the moments in this movie that are like that, it's just like, hey, John, you think you could add some uh, gravitas to this? You think you could really make us feel like this is important? And every single time he knocks it out of the park. It's amazing. Just crushes it. And and this is interesting, too, because this specific moment is mentioned in that behind the scenes documentary that I watched. And it goes back to George Lucas as producer and Irving Kirshner as director, where they're like, Kirshner's talking about the shot of, of the X-Wing, like, rising and then coming across the water, right? Yeah. He's like, we spent all day doing that shot, because it's a practical shot, and, like, apparently, originally, the X-Wing was so waterlogged, because it was made of wood, oh. that they couldn't, like, they couldn't get it out of the water. So they had oh. to go back and reset up the shot. And he was like, my crew was getting really mad because they have to, like, it's a huge thing to have to reset this thing. And, and so he's like, we're spending, they ended up spending all day working on this. And he's, and Kirshner's like, you know, normally any producer would have been like, you know, you can't spend this much time on one shot. And, and George was just like, are you happy with the results that you're, that you're going to get? And Kirshner's like, yeah, we, we need this shot. He's like, okay, then do it. And it was like, you need the shot, get the shot, no matter what. And it, like, he gets the shot. It looks amazing. It's practical. It's real. It works. It was a long, hard day for the crew. I'm sure it was unpleasant because you're dealing with water and a heavy thing and having to reset stuff and, like, all the technical stuff that goes on in filming. It's like, we just have to get 30 seconds of usable footage today that we can cut around. You know what I mean? And that's how you spend your day. But Lucas is like, I've been a director. I know what it's like. You need the shot. We'll get the shot. It costs what it costs. And then you get to put John Williams music underneath it. And it soars. Like that moment freaking soars. And that's great producing. You know what I mean? Like that's a producer. And that's his money too. Yeah. (laughs) It could have been like, nah, don't do the shot because I would like another boat. (laughs) Yeah. I mean like money well spent. Money well spent on this movie. Yeah. Yeah. No, the... 
as far as gobs of money being thrown at things, like, you know, our critic complained, like, Mr. Canby complained it was too much money thrown. The amount of, like, joy and cultural import this has, I think, justifies the whatever the under 100 million it cost. Um, unless, was this the first over 100 million dollar movie? How much did this thing cost? Um, I gotta look sure. it up. Yeah, let's look, let's look up the budget. I feel like in 1980 dollars it may not have been. Yeah, 30, 30.5 million budget. Box office, 538 million. So, ROI, baby. Return <laughs> yeah. on investment. <laughs> yeah. And then even more toys and goodies. Oh, yeah. I mean, just everything about it. Yeah. What um, you got for us, PC? Oh, it, just a quick last thing on the Dagobah. The Luke Dark Side moment on Dagobah freaked me out as a kid when he Didn't cuts off Darth happened. Vader's. Yeah, I had no idea. Cuts I was off like, Darth, Darth Vader's, Vader's dead. I was like, he did it. <laughs> yeah. His own face? Um,. <laughs> I but didn't yeah. even recognize it was his own face. I was like, oh, he looks a lot like Luke. <laughs> it was very confusing and very weird. But I, that moment points so much to a lot of the stuff that I feel like is like Clone Wars kind of stuff that they sprinkle in there, which is like the weird mystical stuff of going through like those Jedi trials of like yeah. the mind that you have to have. Uh, and it's in Rebels, too, for sure, but, like... Force magic, yeah. Yeah, force magic stuff, like, you know, yeah, don't go down that corridor of the swamp, because you're going to face true evil, uh, and which is super interesting. Um, but, again, like, that that moment as a kid, I was like, I don't know what's going on, what's happening, it starts Luke is such dead. a screw-up, man. It's wild to watch Yoda just, like, disappointed, sitting uh, there with like a stick you know like like don't take your weapons and luke is like nah dog i'm taking my i'm gonna pack some some heat down there it's like wow he's too old he's too old for the training uh, yes. but he's too old but uh yeah no it, for sure it's it, and disappointment too like another one of the beautiful emotions that we get out of a puppet yeah. in this movie <laughs> yeah, yeah. because she's like it the the mentor mentee sort of thing that happens like Luke, dude, Luke screws up in this movie. He falls for the trap and he gets his comeuppance, right? Like, if he listens to his master, like, what would have happened? But the the relationship that exists between a puppet and a human is so good and so clear because you do get that sense of disappointment. But even as he's going, like, Yoda is still has the... I forget what the line is exactly, but it's like, remember your training, yeah, and you yeah. and you maybe won't freaking die, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, good yeah, luck. Right. You're not supposed to go do this right now. But if you remember some of the stuff that we did here, save you it can. Yeah, it might save your bacon. Um, also, quick shout out to Alec Guinness for getting 025 percent of the box office gross <laughs> for five hours work on this movie. <laughs> <laughs> very, very good, Mister Guinness. Good for you. Because again, he, he hated doing a New Hope. But the the workman quality of his performance does not show at all. He's we talked about it on New Hope. He's amazing in that. Yeah, this is clearly a little more like, all right, give me the robes, yeah. cut me the check. Let's yeah, Return of the with. Jedi. Uh, spoiler alert: we got more coming. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um. Uh. Well, BC, uh, let me let me just find there's I could go on for forever and ever. Um, but let me see if I can find one last light side here on my list. Let me select one. 
Okay. Um, uh, I I think I think I'll settle. I I don't I don't want to settle yet. You got anything, PC? Yeah, I was, I'm gonna go. So we've done Act One, Act Two, Act Three. Let's just chunk them out big portions because we like all of it. Act Three, Bespin. We're in the city in the clouds, right? Well, I uh, got a I got a dark side for that. Okay, I love it. Bring like, it on. Um, Bring it. I feel like it's been too positive. Bring the dark side. Um, you finally get Lando in here. You get Billy D in here. You're gonna make Billy D a traitor. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on, you got the one non-white person in Star Wars, and you're going to make part of his arc that he's a backstabber. I mean, he's got a redemption arc. It's all fine. Uh, I, I just got to throw some lights or some dark side at it somewhere. You know, It serves the story really well. His hands were tied. They got here right before they did. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, shout out. I love uh, Bestman. A lot of great stuff. We could go on and on about all the small details. Let me, let me just poke at some of the big stuff. The the sets yeah. for the the duel on the lightsaber fight is it's all of me. everything every every frame of what is shot is beautifully created and crafted and built out of yeah. wood I would imagine and matte painted, painted and, yeah the the matte paintings are amazing and I watched the despecialized versions BC so. Instead of the the CG, in some places I have there aren't even windows. You know, like I I've heard the criticism is like ah it's really stuffy in Cloud City. Uh, it's fine for me, man. You probably don't want to have a ton of windows on your thing floating in the sky, but <laughs> but uh the the matte paintings that they cut out and replaced with CG are all awesome, man. They look they look so good. Um, yeah, I, I mean just I I iconic with shots of of the two uh, like the the face off I'm thinking specifically of like the two of them there's like the steps there's the rails in the background yeah. Vader and Luke the like yeah. forced perspective rails that, like, yeah yeah it, it looks it looks that hallway, so good the hallway and the window that breaks is my personal favorite because that corridor like I love a good sci-fi corridor and mm-hmm. that's maybe my favorite um yeah, and then I mean, how much impact? How much more impact do you get out of the big spoiler reveal? Because they're dangling over a giant, like pit into the core of the city. <laughs> like it's so it's, cool looking. It's so good. <laughs> Vader looks cool with the arm extended. You know, like yeah, I, it's, it's all just so. Again, shouts to Kirshner and amazing direction, beautiful shots, and just fantastically well done. And of course, the moment itself, like saved until they shot it that the big reveal yeah. and only and only mark hamill knew right david prowse had no idea yeah <laughs> they, they kept him in the dark and he said obi-wan killed your father is what the line they said out loud and they told mark like he's gonna say this but what he's actually gonna say is this we need you to react like <laughs> that's your dad um <laughs> yeah it's uh one of the uh, you know we're not going to do any justice to that moment that hasn't already been paid to it. It's one of the classics in cinema history, so a good job, Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> good job. Uh, oh, a quick shout out to Darth Vader just chilling at a dinner table earlier <laughs> on Bespin. Like the, yeah, yeah. That he's <laughs> sitting in the room just waiting, waiting for a door to be open. It's like, should I touch my salad fork? <laughs> or I guess I'll just keep waiting for them to show up. 
Ah, nether here. Hanzo's gonna blast at me. No problem, I got this. Let's all have dinner. Um, Light side to Han Solo blasting at him immediately, oh, though. Huge. Very satisfying. Amazing, yeah. Bad guy, bang, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. instinctual. That's a yeah. good instinct. Um, well done. Um, dark side, light side, here's one of both. Dark side, Luke falling into the Falcon off the TV antenna. Light side, Lando going up through the Falcon hole. <laughs> Lando looks awesome. <laughs> Try him, but he go. He like turns his head up sharply, like before he goes up. It looks. It looks very cool. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Um. That was that was my last major dark side. Um. That, Peter Mayhew, light side. Oh, baby, Peter Mayhew. Gunfights in in Cloud City. Chewie really steps up after Han gets frozen in carbonite, and I think we should all <laughs> recognize that Stu- Chewie's like, you know what? I'm the man now. Yep. My guy's I'm frozen. Gonna choke, I'm going to choke Lando. Dude. <laughs> Tell him to get us out of here. Yeah. Great great stuff from <laughs> Chewie. Great stuff from Peter Mayhew. Um, and my last big thing. I, we get we get the bounty hunters. Yes, the bounty hunters look great. Boba Fett. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so much stuff. So many good things. Um, but I, I think for me, the, the uh, hero's actions have consequences is a big thing. Um, it sort of kind of ties in a way to... Rogue One in that conversation of like that actions have consequences and if you want to do things that there is a toll to be paid for those. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty mature theme. The idea of like by helping them, you're actually like, yeah, you'll save them, but it'll ruin them having been tortured to save you. So like the, the maturity is the thing, right? Like that that's the thing about this movie it is more mature than star wars a new hope and it's why as i get older and have gotten older i love this movie more and more because as a kid i was all about return of the jedi after i saw that movie it's like this is the one good guys win everything ends all happy with a song and a forest and luke looks cool and green lightsaber but this one is like is in a weird way as relatable as a Star Wars movie can be because it's like yeah. there are consequences to our actions there are there are um, shades choice. of gray yeah, everywhere yeah there are there's subtlety there are choices hard choices that you have to make in life that aren't always the right one but are what seem like the only ones that are available to you at the moment um and that that in real life you you have to live with the consequences of your actions um, and the fact that that exists in a Star Wars blockbuster crowd pleaser is like, yeah, spot on, mature. That's a mature theme that we get to deal with. And age is better and better for me every time. <laughs> that's, uh, that's I don't know. Yeah, it, it is nice to go back to this movie and not be embarrassed by it. Uh, although I will say my last potential dark side. Ooh. Look, the, the charisma of Harrison Ford in this movie is such that like... I haven't really seen it bother people too much or heard much online discourse about it, but definitely Han Solo's really pushy with Leia for Leia being trapped on the Millennium Falcon uh, with him. You know, does not, does not, like, I don't want to say it doesn't age well because obviously it, I think it was, it was probably even at the time a little bit like, uh, I mean, I know that's what culture was yeah. <laughs> like basically like this is, these are the heroes I grew up on is like, oh, you're kind of forceful and that's what makes you attractive mm-hmm. is your confidence. Um, but you know, it, it, it makes me feel a little bit weird sometimes. And sometimes I watch it and I'm just like, ah, they're just, 
they they're both know what they're doing. They're like <laughs> they're, <laughs> <laughs> they're fine. <laughs> yeah. No, they're good. I'll yeah, do an edit. I'll do yeah. an edit. <laughs> So some, <laughs> to summarize, sometimes it, it hits me where I'm like, it, it makes me go, yeah, I cringe a little bit. And then other times I'm like, man, this is so romantic. And yeah, and like, no, for sure. Like I, there is, there are sometimes you're like, I don't know if this is appropriate. And there's sometimes where you're like, oh, these two are, they're just ready to get down. You know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I I wanted to say BC my final light side I'll point out I won't mention Ben Burt and all of his incredible work <laughs> I will instead say I told you last night one of my favorite lines in Star Wars is when Han is tortured and he comes back in and, and he's being cared for and he's like they didn't even ask me any questions <laughs> like it's because such, it, so good. <laughs> it's a, such a dark line but it's also more it makes everything more believable because like i want to believe that han would have blabbed immediately in the face of torture right he would have said something. that's kind of what he's indicating right is like i didn't have the... <laughs> yeah no it's it's a great line because it, it does say a lot like yeah what would i have said if they had asked me a question but it's also like they didn't they just wanted to hurt me yeah they just didn't with, even care for, for fun like and that's what like that's another thing it's like oh and it is it's 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 not a throwaway throwaway line but it's not like highlight or anything you don't get like a close-up of his face like it's sort of like a medium wide of him just like laying down but yeah it's funny (laughs) yeah it's it's delivered in a funny way (laughs) yeah you're just like oh man (laughs) rough tough sorry hon the we get is this this is our first classic no it's not even i guess this is our second classic star wars torture scene (laughs) So we already had the probe droid. <laughs> yeah. But that shot is wild of Harrison Ford getting lowered onto the table with the sparks. Oh, man. <laughs> that thing looks nasty. That, yeah. Like, that had to have been a fun prop to build. <laughs> like, let's just go to a dentist's office and glue some stuff to a chair. <laughs> what would happen if you cut a TV in half and shove someone's face <laughs> into it? It'd probably suck, huh? <laughs> it's a Star Wars now. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, uh, so that's we, my final light side, BC. We did it. I think we did it. We balanced this thing. Oh, it's so balanced. <laughs> Clearly we balanced it, both the light and the dark. I think the incest goes a long way on the dark side, though, so that's carrying yeah. a lot of water for this film. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, well, BC, now we must reveal what we're going to do with this movie. Are we going to keep it in the cargo hold forever? Are we going to sell off some of it to the Jawas and keep the parts we like? Or are we going to send the whole thing to the trash compactor? Send it to the garbage! Low <laughs> <laughs> uh, dump, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> we're not sending it to the garbage, low dump. I know you want to make stew out of it, but it's staying in the, the cargo hold, if I have anything to do with it. All right, Lodump. Just go back to making your stew, pal. This is going directly in the cargo hold. Uh, firmly. And is, I'm, I just want to skip to this. Firmly at the top of my list. <laughs> Not to be supplanted by any other Star Wars movie coming down the line. This is a uh, this is an all time classic, yep. obviously uh, BC, and and stands out to me as one of the best made uh, sci fi films, action films, fantasy films 
ever. It's like when I watch this and I watch um, Alien is my favorite Alien film. But this this movie feels a lot like Aliens to me, where mm. when you watch the scale of the production and like the physical practical effects and it's just like, wow, we may never top this like as far as pract- a practically made movie. Um and so yeah, I'm I'm keeping this in the cargo hold. You mentioned our lists, so we we've been ranking these films as we go along. Um, and I think I noticed a discrepancy, but in my list when I was editing the episode. Oh, really? so, yeah, yeah, my Rogue One placement seems to have shifted around, so I'm gonna put it in its place today. BC. All right, run it down for so me. So here's my rankings. And again, I, I like all these movies. All right, calm yeah. down, y'all. Solo is is in last place here, followed by episode one and then episode two. And here's a discrepancy. Rogue One is moved behind and in front of episode two. I'm going to put Rogue One in front of episode two, oh, okay. at least for now. Yeah. Um, then episode three. And then um, then I think, BC, this is this is something I've been dealing with over the last few years. Do I like the original Star Wars more than Empire? And how much credit do I give to Star War being the first Star War? Yeah. Um, and at least in this moment in time, I'm going to put Empire Strikes Back behind the original oh. Star Wars. Original Star Wars in my number one spot. Just because the last time I watched uh, episode four, it's the most I've liked it in a long time. And um, that storming the castle, you know, sequence in the Falcon, um, it really did it for me uh, this last time around. So for now... That's my ranking. I love it. And it's it is funny because there are times when I have rewatched these and I and I just go, Man, New Hope is so good. And I and I do have that question, like, is this my favorite one? Um and, and that has certainly been at the top of my list before, so I I definitely get that. As of now, as of my recent rewatch, I'll count them down from top to bottom. I am gonna go Empire Strikes Back as my top. Um, there we go. It just it just looked and felt so good this last time. I was like, man, what an amazing movie. Uh, then I'm going New Hope, uh, Revenge of the Sith, which has the I think has the most potential to go on any given occasion up or down <laughs> yeah, for me. Yeah, yeah, that, that's some also a very balanced film. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and then Rogue One, which I think Revenge of the Sith and Rogue One, just for right now, I. I I just did feel like I enjoyed Revenge of the Sith and just having a big, fun action-adventure time. Um, And Rogue One is just right there with it. So those two are always interchangeable. Uh, Then I go Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, and Solo. All right. Well, there you have it, folks. We we have balanced the force. We talked about it. This is maybe the hardest movie to talk about, BC. There's just too too much. There's too much. I'm excited to talk about too much... uh... But we did our best to balance the force. I think we did an okay job on the pod. Yeah, it was totally balanced. Um, I think, you know, stay tuned for our 15-hour total reaction to every shot of this. Uh, <laughs> because we could certainly do that, because such is the love that we have for this. But we'll save that for another day. Uh, and we will, right. we will end, as we typically do not do, by giving away the prestigious... Oh, McGregor my Award. Bad. My bad, BC. I totally forgot the McGregor Award. The McGregor Award. And I I think I think for this episode's McGregor Award, I would like to award it to George Lucas. Wow. I think I think stepping out of the director role, stepping fully into producer mode, and and just, you know, 
letting go of the creative reins and being able to delegate shows growth, maturity, and a fantastic business sense, which you need as a producer. <laughs> uh, and so I think shouts to George, who I think just barely was edged out for me on A New Hope. I think he definitely has earned it on Empire Strikes Back. I think that's a good call, VC. I, I like that. And and to balance that out, um, I think I'll give my award a, a to the Kirsch man oh, himself. Yeah. Uh, so so there you go, because I feel like they, they were a great duo here in yeah. this movie. Uh, My honorable mentions go to uh, Ralph McQuarrie, John Williams, (laughs) Ben Burt. Just unstoppable, man. Again, I just can't get over Ralph McQuarrie. Uh, Dude's incredible. Um, And mostly what it is, I think, BC is just, again, it goes back to George. So maybe I should have just given it to George because there are other amazing concept artists. They just never have people who are like, yeah, we'll make that exactly. (laughs) We'll do we will do that thing you made to a T. I'm going to champion your work and your work only. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you have it, BC. Kirsch and Lucas holding their heads high. Uh, got the got the McGregor Awards. Well and... done. George, like I said, if you ever want to come collect that, um, just shoot us an email at thecargobay at protonmail.com. I believe that's correct. That's right. Yeah, that's just right. shoot us an email um, and... Uh, I'll give you my personal address, and you can come collect that directly from me. That's right. Uh, and Kirshner, I-, I know you're up there in heaven, but just send me a little luck from up there. All right, Kirsch? Sure could use a Kirsch. Appreciate it. Thank you. Well, uh, PBDO, I know you got a lot of work to do on our social media. Shout out to at the Cargo Bay Pod on Twitter and Instagram. We appreciate you being there. Um, do we have any listener mail, BC? No. I don't think so. (laughs) I tried. I sure did, but no, no listener mail. Okay, well, uh, I I guess that's uh, that's only for hobby talk anyway. Yeah, still no on that front, too. (laughs) All right, well, PBDO, um, before you get to work on those social posts, you think you can, uh, shut these cargo bay doors... Uh, maybe maybe sweep up a little bit and let's get out of here yeah PBDO we appreciate it thanks for listening everybody we'll catch you next time in the cargo bay